It's Monday, Tet Zion Tammuz Tafshin Ayin Dalid. Israel under attack. We are coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to this special edition of the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yoni Genut and Shai Gabso. Vieda kol paul ki atafialto may everyone know that you are the creator. And may all people and beings on this earth that have a spirit in them say, Hashem Eloke Yisrael Melech Umalchuto Bakomashala. God, the Lord of Israel is the King. And we reaffirm these words today as Israel is under attack. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to this edition of the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are here every Monday, immediately following JM and the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time. This is now, I believe, the fifth week that we are doing special broadcasts as one situation after the next. One comes after the next. The kidnappings, the search, the funerals, the murder, and now, and now war. Israel has been under attack for years from Aza, but even more so since almost exactly nine years ago when Israel left Aza unilaterally, unconditionally, in what was believed to be a hitnat kut. We were going to disconnect ourselves, we were told by the politicians. We were going to disconnect ourselves from Aza. We'll have nothing to do with them. We will leave, and we will have nothing to do with them, and they'll just leave us alone. That's what we thought. Well, not we. That's what some thought. But many others warned that that's not what's going to happen. You can't disconnect yourself from a neighbor that is so close to you especially since we provide them with utilities. Even now, as this is going on, Israel provides Aza with electricity and water and food supplies. And of course, those who were against the Hitnat Kut, what was ultimately also the expulsion of 8,000 Jews from Gush Katif, those who were against it said, don't you understand what you're doing? There will be rockets fired not only at Steyrot, but further to Beersheba, to Ashto, to Ashkelon, even to Tel Aviv. Oh no, said the politicians back then. Oh no, no, no. If they dare fire even one rocket at us after we walk out of there, we'll show them we are strong, we are tough. We have the best army in the world. We can show them who is boss. They wouldn't dare. And if they dare, we'll make sure they stop. Well, Israel now is learning, learning the limits of quote-unquote power of the strongest army in the Middle East. Oh, no. You can't just walk in. You can't show them. Who's boss? We put ourselves, as we often do, into a trap. We put ourselves into a situation that we now can't extricate ourselves from. We want to spend the rest of this hour trying to give you a feel of what is going on in Israel and around the Jewish world. 
share with you some of the things that you may not have seen or heard and try and try and show our solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Israel who are going through a very, very difficult summer. And it's not the first. Unfortunately, I might say it probably is not the last. How do we show solidarity? Well, I'll throw out an idea. I don't know if uh, I've never run a camp. Uh, I've never been in a bungalow colony. But I'm going to throw out an idea. And maybe if uh, those who are in the educational field, those who run camps, feel that this is an idea that they could carry out, maybe, maybe this is something that will help give our young men and women, an idea of what their brothers and sisters are going through right now as we speak in Israel. Because during their summer vacation, the Israeli kids and teenagers can't carry on life as usual. They have to be very close to a sheltered area, somewhere that they can run, some within 30 seconds, some within a minute, some within a minute and a half, to a sheltered area when the siren goes off so that no one gets hit by an incoming rocket. So, why don't we try that one day in a camp, in a sleepaway camp, or in a day camp, and let the kids know at some point during today's activities, or maybe at some points during today's activities, there's going to be a siren that's going to go off, and we all have 30 seconds to get to our bunk or some other sheltered area. And we have to stay there for 10 minutes until the all-clear siren goes off. We don't know when that siren is going to be. It can come randomly at any time. It's frightening. But it will definitely make us understand, help us understand what Israeli kids are going through. I actually proposed during the last two conflicts in Aza, and I did download the app. Many are doing it now as well. You can get it if you have an iPhone or an iPad, probably an Android as well. You can download the app. It's called in Hebrew Tseva Adom, in English, Red Alert. Tseva Adom. And it will ring on your iPhone or iPad, or it'll come up with a little banner, and you can set it. Every time there's a an alert, every time there's a siren in Israel, you'll get a siren here. And I got to tell you, it is so disconcerting. As I sit at work, suddenly, without any warning, obviously, the siren goes off, and you're thinking, there are People in Israel right now who are running to an air raid shelter whose life is totally upside down. That's another way for us to show our solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Just to get an idea of what their summer vacation, vacation, is like this year. 
My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We are hopeful that this will be the last of the special shows that we need to do, as it is now, I believe, the fifth. Shefal Ruach is a beautiful piyut that the Eidot HaMizrach say on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This version of it is very moving, emotional, as sung by Hamadre Goat, and we bring it to you on the Israel Show.
That was a piyut written by Shlomo Ibn Gabirol. And a um, new melody put together by the Madrigot. Uh, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We posted on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash the Israel Show. On Friday afternoon, what I believe is one of the most awesome documents that I have seen in a very long time. And I want to share with you the um, what this what this document is all about. The commander of the Givati Brigade. This is one of Israel's infantry brigades that is now amassed along the border with Aza, and could very well be the um, the group of people that if there will be a ground incursion into Aza, they will be the ones to lead it. And so, in tradition of all military and the Israeli military, the commander sends out a uh, letter to his soldiers to encourage them, to give them support, to boost their morale. The letter is dated Yud Aleph Bitamuz, Hey Tufshin Ayin Dalid, 9th of July, 2014. The Jewish state is above the secular date. That's on the left side. On the right side, together with the insignia of the battalion, are the letters Bet Samech Dalid, Visiata Deshmaya. And he writes, Ofer Winter writes, he is a colonel, he is the Mifaked, the commander of the Givati Brigade. Ofer Winter, I must tell you, is a uh, observant, Shomer Toro Mitzvot, one of the many commanders who are such, who have reached high positions in the Israeli army more and more as time goes by. Ofer Winter is a graduate of the Bnei David Mechina in Eili, the Mechina Kedam Tzivait of Bnei David in Eili, who prepare young men who want to do regular army service rather than has their army service and gives them a boost to their Jewish identity, to their connection to Torah and Eretz Yisrael for a year or so before they enter the army. So now you know where Ofer Winter is coming from. He writes, Dear soldiers and, and commanders and officers, You would imagine that he would be somewhat afraid, somewhat scared. No, 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 that's not the way. He says, we are privileged, it is a great privilege to command and serve in the Givati Brigade at this specific time. Ha-historia b'chara banu lihiyot b'chod ha-chanit 
של הלחימה באויב הטרוריסטי. History has chosen us to be the spearhead of the fighting force against the terrorists from Gaza, which he calls Asher Ha'azati, Ha'terroristi Ha'azati, Asher Mecharef Mena'etz Umigadef Elokei Ma'archot Yisrael. If you're familiar with the story of David and Goliath, these are echoes of the words of Goliath, who also came from that area of Aza, as he was a plishti, who cursed Elokei Ma'archot Yisrael, the God of the forces of Israel. Ne'erachnu v'hit konannu le'etazot, we have prepared ourselves for this day. We have a sense of mission and humility, knowing full well that we are ready to endanger ourselves knowing full well that we are ready to endanger ourselves, and as he says, to be Moser Nefesh, to get killed, in order to protect our families, our nation, and our homeland. I'm going to skip down to the last paragraph, in which he writes to his soldiers, this is Ofer Winter, the commander, Colonel Ofer the commander of the Givati Brigade. And he somech aleichem, I rely on you. Al kol echad ve'echad mikem on each and every one of you. Ki tif'alu b'ruach zod, that you will operate and you will fight in this spirit. Ruach shalochamim Yisraelim, the spirit of Israel's warriors. Ha'olchim chalutz lifnei ha'machaneh, yet another quote from the Tanakh, the vanguard, those who go before the camp, a quote from Moshe telling the Benegad, that if they would cross over, they would have to come and fight with their brothers and sisters, and they would be in the vanguard, the spearhead in front of everyone else. And here, I think, is the most amazing part of this letter says the commander of the Givati Brigade, I raise my eyes up to heaven, and I say, together with you, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Hashem Elokei Yisrael, he continues, asking God, the God of, the Lord of Israel, and this, of course, he's echoing the words of the Shliach Tzibur on Yom Kippur before he begins Musaf in the famous Tfilat Hinini. The Shliach Tzibur asks God to please help him be successful 
in the mission that he's about to begin. We are about to fight on behalf of your people, your nation, Israel, against an enemy that blasphemes your name. In the name of the fighters, all the fighters of Tzahal, of the RDF. Especially the fighters of the Givati Brigade. Aseh, you God, please do your job. banu hamikra, and let us be the embodiment of the pasuk. Ki Hashem alokeichem, haholechimachem, lehilachem lachem, im oiveichem, lehoshia etchem, vinomar amen. The pasuk that we end. The Misha Berach, the Tfilah Fachayalit Sahal that we say in Shul, he says here, the Mifaked of the Givati Brigade, the commander of the brigade, Ofer Winter, he asks God to help them be those for whom this Pasuk will have been said, Ki Hashem Elokeichem, God, your Lord, goes before you, fights for you against your enemies in order to save you and rescue you and bring you victory. Do you know, somebody mentioned that this is probably one of the first times since the army of the Hashmonaim, of the Maccabees, that such a letter was sent, that such such a message was sent to soldiers. Ashrei ha'am shekachalo. We are a blessed people that we have an army such as this. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel.
Tan Razel with Katonti, that was uh, almost an anthem in Israel during the uh, previous war in Gaza. This is the third, by the way, uh, war that we've had with uh, the Hamas in Gaza over the nine years since the Hitnat Kut, since the I don't know what, what I don't even know what to call it. The expulsion, the 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 retreat, the the the, the disconnect. Of uh, Ariel Sharon from uh, from Aza. What amazes me is even seeing everything that we see now. There are still Israelis who think it was the right thing. That was it was the correct strategic move. And um, I, I want to share with you a little bit. I wa- I've been watching um, a lot of Israeli television over the last uh, week during this uh, operation. Uh, you could access the uh, news channels of uh, Channel 2 and Channel 10 online, and they go in almost 24-7, I would, sorry to say, um, with special broadcasts. And just like in America, by the way, where the, the, the 24-7 news 
Um, networks just have to keep filling time. That's what they got to do in Israel as well because people feel that they want to hear things. But um, one of the things that really bothers me and many people who I speak to in Israel is um, the the representation of those who even those who are anti-Israel on on today on Channel Two, they had um, the Arab Knesset member Zahalta, who is just—he's a—I mean, he's definitely a traitor to Israel. There's no question about it. I believe that he hates Israel. He is, I believe, nothing more than a uh, a, a Hamas representative, and we are stupid enough the Israelis are, to allow him to come into their television studios and be a participant in uh, in the debate, as if this is a, uh, a valid voice that needs to be heard in Israel today. It only lowers the morale and frustrates, I think, most of the people in Israel. Um, one of the things that happened today as well, uh, Gidon Levy, who is a radical left writer, journalist, who uh, writes, of course, in Haaretz, which is a radical left newspaper, wrote an article about the terrible things that the Israeli Air Force is doing. In in an Israeli newspaper, this was written today. And, of course, on Channel 2 and Israeli television, they decided to interview him and ask him to explain. Yes, they brought someone to answer. But he was in Ashkelon, and they were interviewing him. And what was amazing was you suddenly saw people walk over, people who knew who he was, and start live on television screaming and yelling at him. And ultimately, they stopped the interview. Now, one might say, well, we have to allow freedom of speech, And that is true. We need to allow freedom of speech. We need to allow a wide range of opinions to be aired. But at time of war, I believe that no country at time of war should be highlighting radical opinions that are on the fringe of Israeli society, highlighting them in the newspaper, highlighting them on television. It only brings a feeling of betrayal, I think, to the people of Israel when they see that on their television screens and frustration. I think the role of the media, and I know that people in media will disagree with me, at times of war, for sure at times of war, is to encourage, is to boost morale, is to fortify the spirit of the people of Israel who are going through this very difficult time. Opposite Gidon Levy was Professor Mordechai Kedar, who is an excellent spokesperson for Israel in general. He's a professor in Barilan. For um, he's an expert on Arab affairs. And some of the points that he made, I think, really represent what most Israelis think. He said, "This will not stop." We're just going to, if we continue the way we're doing it, we'll reach some sort of a ceasefire and we'll have to do this again in a few years, just like this is the third time we're doing it now. He said, it doesn't make sense that we're supplying electricity and water 
and communications. Their phone system works and is powered by Israel. And he suggested that within the context of international law, we should not allow them to communicate, take down their electricity. We have to provide them with food. We have to provide them with water, but we don't have to provide them with electricity. We don't have to provide them with the means to continue fighting us, to continue sending rockets into Israel. I don't think it'll ever happen. He also mentioned, I thought was a really smart thing. said, Iron Dome shoots down all these missiles, and so we become somewhat numb to the fact that thousands, thousands of rockets are being fired into Israel's populated cities. It's unheard of, but they're shot down over 90% by the Iron Dome. Or as Nachum would say, the Iron Dome that is above the Iron Dome. Yes, there is an Iron Dome above the Iron Dome. It is shot down and so we become somewhat unmoved, somewhat numb to this whole thing. Mordechai Kedar suggested that every rocket that doesn't get through, we have to think what happens if it would have gotten through. We have to see every rocket shot at Israel as a rocket that hit Israel. And then it'll help us understand to what extent Israel is, Israel's civilian population is being endangered. We're going to go to uh, another song, Uri Davidi, Mini Kolech, and then we'll tell you a little bit about what happened in France yesterday. If you haven't heard this news, get ready to be absolutely shocked. What happened to the Jewish community in France yesterday? My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Greenland and David Cutler, who currently have five summer programs in Israel. Kolel, Michlelet, Give, Built, and Ice Israel. And they did everything they needed to do to make sure that they're, these uh, young men and women are secure, but they are in Israel. And we congratulate them. For that, it is not simple. It is very difficult. It is um, tremendous responsibility. But there is the important message that they are sending to our teenagers that we don't only go to Israel when things are good and then leave when things are not so good. And we tell the Israelis, our brothers and sisters, it's okay, you stay here. We'll come back when everything quiets down. An important message. In addition to, of course, the morale boost, the economic boost, which is so important now when Israel is going through such a difficult time. So kudos to NCSY Summer Programs, David Cutler, and um, we appreciate very much them and all the other uh, summer camps that are in Israel and uh, continuing, although changing their program, but continuing to stay there. Uh, we, the Israel Show, we are proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, 
And even during this war, Nefesh Benefesh had people coming on Aliyah during the last week. Stories in Israel about people making Aliyah. They were interviewed on television and people were so excited and so really thrilled to see that people are making Aliyah even during difficult times. goes back to what we just said now about NCSY. Nefesh Benefesh provides a limb with needs-based financial aid, employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption, and community-based guidance and support, making each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. Nefesh Benefesh has made aliyah something to that people consider, that people talk about. They've made it in. It's not something that you would um, laugh at. I think when I was growing up, people were talking about aliyah. They go, well, what's he talking about? Aliyah? Who makes Aliyah? Nefesh Benefesh has helped make Aliyah something that is attainable and achievable. And uh, if you want more information, visit their website, www.nbn, as in Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, www.nbn.org.il. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. As we promised you before the song, we uh, are going to tell you a little bit about what happened in Paris, France, yesterday. And um, reading a little bit from uh, timesofisrael.com, an excellent news source, but also I am uh, adding things that I've seen on the, the news, Israeli television news. There was a demonstration where tens of thousands, tens of thousands of French people, mostly Arabs, came and demonstrated in front of a shul in Paris. It became violent. They blocked the shul. They trapped hundreds of Jews who were inside the shul, not letting them out as they were afraid for their lives. Can you imagine? It's unbelievable. Hundreds of Jews were trapped inside the synagogue and police units were sent to rescue them. Riot police dispersed the group, the demonstrators. Two members of the Jewish community and six officers were slightly injured in the ensuing scuffle, the source said. And a second synagogue was also attacked. Six protesters were arrested. It's unbelievable that in the middle of Paris, tens of thousands of anti-Semites, let's be very clear, of anti-Semites can congregate, be violent, threaten Jews who then need to be rescued by the police. There was an interview this morning on Israeli television with uh, a member of the French parliament who is a Jew, spoke Hebrew beautifully. Many of the French Jews originally are from Morocco and they or no, other northern African countries that were um, part of uh, colonial France and the Gaulle later left and then they came up to live in France and there's a huge Jewish 
community, very strong and active Jewish community in Paris. So this parliament member, this Jewish parliament member, spoke this morning on an interview. He was outraged, but one of the things he, he said, which was so just so frustrating, yet is so much of what we see as well. He said, 170,000 Syrian civilians were killed over the past two years, not a peep. Where were all these people to protest those civilians who were just killed, murdered, some with chemical weapons being used? Nothing. Israel reacts in self-defense. Suddenly, you have 10,000 Arabs in the street. It's not new. And yet I find it so frustrating and, quite frankly, shocking. And the world doesn't condemn and the world doesn't care. The Canadian Prime Minister, we uh, shared with you some of what he said in the Israeli Knesset many, many months ago, basically said, anti-Israel protests, BDS and such, these are nothing more than a new form of the old anti-Semitism. And he is so right. And we see it here. These are not anti-Israel demonstrations. These are anti-Semitic demonstrations. These people don't care about innocent lives. They don't even care about innocent Arab lives. Otherwise, they'd be out there protesting what's going on in northern Iraq, in Syria. No. All they care about is hating Jews. And um, we got to wake up and realize that that is true. The old anti-Semitism has not gone away. We thought that after the Holocaust it did. It has not. It has just taken a different form. As we were on the air five minutes ago, there has been sirens in Ashkelon, in Ashdod, and in the regional council of Chof Ashkelon. And this goes on all day long. And as we recommended, you could download the app, the Red Alert app, Tseva Adom, and get a feel for yourself of what it's like to be alerted every time there is a siren. You don't have to be alerted to everyone. If you want, you can pick an area. Pick Sderot, pick Ashkelon, Ashdod. Just see what it would be like if you'd be living in one of those cities. We've posted on our Facebook page, by the way, over the past week, uh, many, many um, videos, um, pictures, and uh, I think really good material that you would find interesting. The letter from the Givati Brigade commander is there, um, a video about what life is like when you have 15 seconds to run to an air raid shelter with your kids, uh, we posted two videos that the uh, Israel Defense Forces uh, released showing the, um, the, the killing of five Hamas terrorists who tried, who actually infiltrated Israel through the sea, through the Mediterranean, and were, were found by a very um, alert sighter and killed. Uh, and you can see act, the actual footage of them coming in and, and being killed, both from a view from above and a view from the actual the ship that, that shot them. 
Uh, we also posted a very interesting, this is in Hebrew, but uh, if you know Hebrew, it's worth watching. Um, Naftali Bennett, minister of the Bayit HaYehudi, one of the representatives of Israel's right wing, was invited to speak at uh, the Haaretz Peace Conference that took place last week. Yes, what timing? Um, and the left wing, those who are uh, weed Haaretz and are into it, um, who are so for openness and we should allow others to speak and and tolerance and so forth, actually just kept shouting him down, shouting him down over and over again to the point, and this is so, it, it's precious, to the point that Amos Shokin, the publisher of Haaretz, who I would consider a far left-wing Israeli, got up and said, ladies and gentlemen, most of the people in this audience today felt that Israel should talk to Yasser Arafat. Could it be that you don't think we should talk to Minister Naftali Bennett? Wow. He ended his speech, Naftali Bennett did, with a quote, he asked the audience, where's this quote from? Is it from one of the big Zionist leaders? We didn't steal anybody else's land, but we have returned to the land that was the land of our fathers and was taken away from us at some point. And now that we have the opportunity, we are returning to it. He asked, who said that? Most of the people in the audience didn't know, but we know. It was one of the Hashmonaim, one of the Maccabees, who said it to the next Antiochus, not the one of the Hanukkah story. Ovadi Hamama composed that song, and we're going to end off the Israel show with Lo Eretz Nochriah. Not before we say thank you to you for listening. Thanks to all your Facebook likes and comments. Please encourage others to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned to Tech Talk with Arya Lightstone, and then keep it tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network all day for a great music Monday mix. And I will add, during these times in Israel, stay tuned every morning between 6 and 9 to Jame in the AM, where Nachum is really bringing amazing programming and connecting us to the state of Israel. Until next Monday, following Jamin and Dan, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Oh 